Hello, welcome. This is the second episode in the School in the Fast Lane series. This series is all about how schools have been using social media for the last probably eight years now to engage with parents. And I'm going to try and give you some tips about how you can do it too. And I keep asking the question, if you're not doing it now, what is holding you back? What's stopping you? And you can probably be thinking about answers to that question as we move through this little episode here about the power of the smile what is this thing the smile it's something that you use hopefully most days if you're in school it's one of your most powerful assets in your list of tools that you use to communicate with children with colleagues if you start to use that to communicate with parents then the chances are that that will get mirrored back at you and that in return the engagements and the messages that you give accompanying those smiles will be remembered longer. Now that's just some crazy theory right now isn't it and maybe you've not had much chance to try but on social media smiles are massively important. If you have a look uh, down your timeline maybe you use social media personally what you'll find is you will linger and hover over those updates which actually give you some sort of emotional reaction, some sort of emotional connection. And the ones that you really like are the ones that will make you smile. And some people <laughs> some people like a good cry now and again as well. And so they'll watch those videos that say, you're going to cry because maybe they just feel like a bit of a cry. Maybe they just want to let out some emotions from the day. But most people, they're quite happy with a good smile. And um, if you can start to use that now to accompany messages from you as a school and if you can start to create smiles in the parents who are actually looking at your updates then you are going to go a long way in terms of engagements if you're tapping into the smile you're tapping into the emotional center aren't you far more than some of the um, more dry communications that schools have been using over the years uh, whether it's you know your, t- your typical newsletter your typical newsletter over the years um has been something which you know it's the stuff of legends it's right up there with king arthur in some schools the template that perhaps your school has been using is a template that was made you know by um mrs brown back in 1975 using an ancient version of publisher and perhaps it hasn't changed since then perhaps there's always a bit of word art in that corner of the uh, newsletter and perhaps there's always a bit of clip art in that corner of the newsletter and and you know we're not going to change that because that's how it's always been um but in reality those newsletters are such effort they require such amount of labor to produce and to coordinate it it's heartbreaking the fact and it is a fact that so few people actually read the damn things we spend hours people pour their lifeblood into these things but unfortunately they just on the whole are not read and it's not just that it takes a lot of effort to actually produce it takes a lot of effort to consume as well it's a little bit like chewing down on a Weetabix without any milk on it you're going to choke on that thing and that's pretty much how newsletters from schools old style that's how they're received as a bit of unwanted roughage And so if you're thinking, well, are you saying, John, maybe we should just put the newsletter out uh, via via Facebook? Should we just put a link to it? Well, I probably wouldn't suggest that. If all a school does is take what it currently does 
and put it online, it's probably not going to have that great an impact. For some people who live through their phones, and that's a lot of people now, it might help them because they can click on a link and they can go and get a PDF from the website. But better still could be, well, let's think. Do we want to give people a full Weetabix, nice and dry, to chew on, or do we want to break this thing up? Do we want to turn it into a disaggregated string of shorter updates, more digestible little spoonfuls that they can get down and they can get it down with a smile as well because we'll put something that will connect with them at an emotional level as well as a factual level. Nobody likes being force-fed massive chunks of information. I suppose what I'm trying to say is that a smile is associated, as you know already, with humanity. It's associated with being approachable, being human. And if you can associate a smile with your school and create a school voice that has a smile in it, you will go a long way with those parents who really genuinely don't want to be too associated with school because maybe they had a bad experience at school. Maybe it was a feeling of being unwanted. Maybe it was something distancing them from the school and a smile is just not what they associate with school and that's one of the big reasons why they won't connect up with you. So have a go. Try and inject a smile into what you do communications wise. See how it goes and let me know. Hello and welcome. This is going to be a really quick little podcast because it's heading towards the end of term and the odds are you've got no time to listen to anything much longer than two minutes. So just to be really, really quick, Facebook, as you may remember me sharing with you, uh, is not going to be allowing people to use the platform for podcasts anymore. Now, that's not to be misinterpreted. You can still share links to episodes from your school podcasts uh, that you've created using anchor.fm or any other uh, podcasting platform. Anchor.fm is probably the best one. Um, But you can still share your links to Facebook from your Anchor podcast. You just can't expect anytime soon, uh, if ever, that Facebook is going to release a fully integrated, um, nice experience of podcasts of their own that's now been you turned on last week could have been this week we'll have lost track of time i also mentioned spotify and what could you do with spotify with parents and your community well um, there's two things one of them is connected to podcasting and those of you who are using anchor.fm, you will know that when you publish an episode of your podcast, it gets sent to Spotify. So if you've got parents who are using either the free or the paid for version of Spotify, they can listen to your podcast. They can subscribe to your podcasts using Spotify. Because of that, what that means is you can share links from your podcast to Facebook from Spotify as well. So that's one good reason to have Spotify. The other good reason, I think, um, is a slightly unusual one, but some of you may be doing it already, I don't know. Nobody's told me that they are, if they are, is this idea of sharing music with parents. So it might be music uh, by different teachers, you know, selections uh, by different teachers or TAs or whoever in school. And maybe it's music that is the focus of learning in 
school. Maybe it's celebration music that you use a lot. Who knows what it may be? But there's this kind of whole idea that if you've got as a school or somebody in your school has a Spotify account, then you could start sharing playlists and posting those to Facebook for parents to tune into and listen to, uh, enjoy and benefit from. Now, if you are using Spotify already as a school and if you are you know, promoting music and you are creating playlists for different purposes, do let me know in the comments. Um, I'd love to hear about it. I haven't heard of anybody yet who's doing it, um, but it's, um, it, it's such an interesting use of Spotify. I'd love to hear about it if you are involved. Anyway, I hope the last few days, uh, last week or so in school goes well. I'm just glad it's cooled down personally, and I'm, I'm sure you are too. Keep well, keep safe, and uh, speak to you soon. Bye now.